I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Amanath Chowdhury, founder and chief executive officer of Modifin. Let's start with the background story. Tell me about the evolution of Modifin, where you've come from and where you're heading. Well, Modifin's story started around 10 years back. By then, we are late in the market, but we were very latest in the market. So we were the first people to talk about uh, evolution of the mobiles, you know, as a handset. We were the first people to talk about how the 3G will evolve and how the mobile apps will come into the market. So we are the first people to make mobile as a centerpiece of the delivery channel for a banking organization. So we approached Equity Bank in Kenya as our target customer and we've given this story to them. And 10 years back, what started with Equity Bank has transpired as a phenomenal success in, in Middle East and Africa. Today, we serve close to 60 plus organizations in Middle East and Africa region. And um, what we did was at Equity Bank 10 years back was the foundation for the growth and for the success. So that's how we started in the market. And we see ourselves as an open digital banking solution provider in the market which is more agile and more open and meeting the demands of the customers. What's the technology that sets you apart, though? Because if you're obviously doing well, but there's competition, what sets you apart from the competition? Honestly, uh, Mr. Robin, it's not alone the technology. You know, So today, uh, customer uh, demands are changing and uh, customer is the focal point. And he want to be more agile. The technology has to be more agile. And uh, you want to ensure that it is very quick to deploy and easy to integrate. And you can do the code development. And, you know, the space of the mobile uh, uh, banking or the space of digital banking is changing very rapidly. So what we thought could be a good thing yesterday may not be the same thing for tomorrow. You know, so that, that's how uh, it is changing. So the bankers wanted a more agile and robust system in place. So technology, a lot of competitors can bring in in the market, but making the technology agile, making the technology to work for the customer in a dynamic scenario is what sets us apart in the market. So that's how we are different. You talk there about customers, your customers, who are the banks, demanding an agile solution, a digital solution. What is it about a digital banking solution that helps personalize the customers, their customer experience? We all know that banking is not new. At the same time, banking is very, very competitive. You know, so the banks are fighting for the same customers. So each bank has to be unique in their way of serving to their customers. That means the bankers should understand the priorities of the customers with whom they are banking. Bankers should understand their privileges, their preferences, etc. Maybe you could be a high-flying officer where you know, every 20 days you'll be flying. And so your needs could be different than a, than a person like me who don't even uh, go out in the market, right? So bankers cannot give a one offering or one experience to all the people. The experience what banks should give to you should be different and experience what they give to me should be different. So the digital banking should understand all those things. That's where the new technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, so uh, data-driven analytics comes into the picture. So with all those things, banks understand, oh, Robin is a such a customer and these are his privileges, these are his needs. So the product and experience has to be structured like this. Similarly, Amar is like this. So these are his differential needs, differential experiences. So product has to be structured like that. So that's where we differ. And that's how the digital banking will shape the experience of the person, uh, personals or individuals in the banking industry. 
Now, you mentioned Equity Bank at the beginning as one of your key customers. I'm very familiar with Equity Bank. I've met them on a number of times myself in Kenya. What makes your product stand out in your key geographies? Because Africa, obviously, the Middle East. The difference is, uh, again, a couple of things. One is the technology, number one. And number second is the operationalizing the technology. Okay. Technology, a lot of people will give, including my competitors. But operationalizing the technology with respect to the customer needs is what sets us apart. And that's the differentiation we bring on board for equity bank as well. So just to give you a simple example, you know, so, you know, the bank is evolving. You know, that 10 years bank, they were just only in four countries. Now they are in six countries. 10 years bank, their customer base is only 3 million. Now they're close to 10 to 11 million customers. So obviously their demands will change. So as the demands will grow and the bank's requirement will grow, the bank wanted to manage certain technology component by themselves. For example, if they want to redevelop the app by themselves and launch in the market, or if they wanted to bring a digital banking ecosystem in the market and they want to ensure that this digital banking talks to the ecosystem partners by themselves. And for all those things, banks don't necessarily need to depend on vendors like us. And that's where we told that the, the product, the platform, what we are offering is a open digital banking platform. Because it's a open and digital as well, the banker will get an opportunity to co-create on our platform and co-work on our platform. What we meant by co-create on our platform is that our platform helps banks to create a new products, new services, enable the new dimensions into the digital banking along with the ecosystem partners. And co-develop means the banker by himself can start developing anything on this platform without a dependency from the vendors. That's what sets apart in the market. And that's the reason we still continue working with the banks. You've actually started to answer my next question with what you've been telling me there, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it covers the whole of your key geographies. How has demand for digital solutions evolved? Obviously, if an institution grows in the way that you've just described the growth of Equity Bank, that's going to change what they need, what they want. But in terms of the overall marketplace, how have you seen demand for digital solutions change? Obviously, there is a very good growth, I would say. And I should thank thanks to the pandemic as well. The pandemic has accelerated the growth of the digital banking adoption. Honestly, before pandemic, if I take a step back, most of the banks knows that they, digital is the way to forward. But few banks were spending the money on that. Few banks were hesitant to spend the money on that. But uh, when the pandemic struck the world very deeply and ensured that digital is the way forward, most of the banks, you know, ensured that they started spending on the digital banking. So that's why if you ask me, the growth is, is very good. And I should thank pandemic. Last year, we grew at 30%. Well, again, you're also (laughs) almost anticipating what I want to ask next about how the pandemic's affected your business. Obviously, as you say, you've been busier. How has it actually affected how you do business, though, in terms of installation, in terms of marketing and so on? Demand for business has grown, no doubt about it. That's number one. But While the demand has grown, it has disturbed the way we engage the customers. Earlier, the demand was printed out by personal meetings. The implementations was personally carried out. Customer used to prefer the on-site installations, etc. But uh, thanks to the pandemic, the mindset has changed. Now everything happens offshore. Unless there is a real need, we don't travel to the customer site. Even though to that extent, implementations, all those things are happening from offshore only. So it's an advantage for a customer point of view as well because he can cut down a lot of his operational cost in terms of the implementation. But at the same time, it's also opens up a couple of challenges as well because 
offshore implementation also needs a, a very good connectivity from our offshore location to the bank data center and environment. And the bank being a highly regulated and secure organization, opening these data connections sometimes becomes challenging or also opens the indirect gates to the hackers and other people. So unless both ourselves, vendors like us and the banks has a very strong security mechanism in place, connecting both the ends and deploying from offshore becomes very challenging. So that's how the pandemic has disturbed all of us. Well, that's obviously one of the biggest challenges you're currently facing, I guess. Where do you see your biggest opportunities in the next couple of years? In terms of the region, I definitely, I would say uh, there, is a, there is enough space in Middle East and Africa right now. And uh, at the same time, we see the Europe, the Eastern Europe especially is opening up. So they're already digital because of the country sizes, populations, all those things. They're digital. But in terms of the real-time payments, in terms of the payment instruments on mobile per se, is little back, little behind. So they are also trying to catch up. So these are the areas what we see as well in the coming uh, couple of years. And uh, I would say not very fast acceleration, but there is acceleration happening in Asian Pacific markets as well. The problem is that adaptation is becoming a bit slow. Not only so, it's a it's a little relaxed uh, approach is what I would call it as. They know they've got to do it, but they're not sure they want to do it quite yet. <laughs> Yes, you know, so sometimes it's also because of the mindset of the country or the people or the regulatory constraints or, you know, or various reasons. For example, uh, Myanmar, there was a very high demand coming up from Myanmar, but unfortunately, because of the political reasons, the, it is still there, but, you know, it, it cannot. So it's like, I want to write a check for you, but I don't want to give that check today because we don't know what happens to us tomorrow. <laughs> Such things like that. These things happen. Let's round up then. This is maybe an interesting question for you to have to face. What would you say was your smartest decision? I would say there are a couple of smart decisions in our life. One is that starting Morphin and going to the customers as a tagline will redefine your delivery channels is a smarter decision, I would say. And the second smartest decision, but the best smarter decision, what happened to our company is that after some time in the market, when we understood the customers, we learned from the market, we went to the customers and told, our platform is a open digital banking. We no more call it as a product, it's a open digital banking. So when I said that statement, it's a open digital banking, a lot of customers asked, what is the difference? How does it is different than what is today and your competitors? So I told them one thing that my platform, if we give to you, you can do anything on this platform without having any dependency on the vendor being it a development, being it a customization, being it a scalability, being it a support, whatever you want to do on the digital banking for any segment in the bank, be it a retail segments, be it a corporate segments, be it a SMEs, be it a Forex, you know, or be it a loans department, whatever segment could be. Anything you want to do in the bank for a digital banking, this platform will help you and you don't need to depend on vendor and you can do it by yourself. That's how we open this Pandora box. Otherwise, they call it as a Pandora box with a license, etc., etc. We told it's not more a Pandora box, it's an open box. You can pick up whatever you want to do that one, as long as you don't depend on us. You want to depend on us, we'll just charge you for it. So that's the statement we've given to the banks, and um, they really appreciate it. That's the smartest decision, I would say. Thank you very much. Amanath Chowdhury, founder and chief executive officer of Modafin.